Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Owen O'Sullivan and today's guest on the show is Karen from Wyvern Lingo. Wyvern Lingo are a band who I've been following for a good few years now. I remember first seeing them at Kinsale Arts Festival in the middle of like a Thursday or a Tuesday afternoon or something like that. They were playing uh, a couple of songs in between uh, Jim Carroll's banter session that was on in the middle of the afternoon in the town during the Arts Festival. And it was uh, like... You know, you you remember kind of when you see a band for the first time and they really grabbed my attention. And since then, they've kind of like chopped and changed their sound a few times. Well, I suppose that it's more so more fair to say that they found their sound. They really developed what they had. And earlier this year, uh, they released their self-titled debut album after, you know, it's it's kind of been a while. You were kind of like, oh, they're, they're taking their time with this. This is going to be a good one. And it most definitely lived up to expectations i think it's safe to say that it's one of the albums of the year and it's a shoe in for the uh at least to be on the shortlist for the choice prize uh it would probably be one of the top ones that i would be recommending as the album of the year but uh sure look we'll we'll see so it was great to talk to um karen we talked about wyvern lingo's development through the years how they kind of like really found that sound, really honed it and uh, how they crafted this great pop album and developed their harmonies. Um, You'll hear during the uh, podcast maybe one or two references to uh, us being a little sick. I kind of edited out most of the coughing and the sniffling that we were doing because you know, it's it's October, you gotta mind yourself out there, folks. Uh, so I edited all of that stuff out, because, you know, you don't want coughing in your headphones when you're listening to a podcast, you don't want, you know. So so just so you know that if there's any references left in uh, about being ill, that you know why they're left in. Uh, hopefully Karen will have recovered by the end of the year, uh, or the end of the month, excuse me, the end of October. Wyvern Lingo have two dates left on their tour, and then that might be it. That might be the last time that we uh, see them for a while. They're playing Dolan's on October 25th, which is a Thursday, and then live at St. Luke's in Cork on October 27th, which is going to be an amazing show. You'll hear in the podcast we talk about the last time that Wyberlingo played uh, live at St. Luke's. It was earlier this year after they had released their album. It was part of that album tour, and as I think I say on the podcast, it blew me away because think back to the first time seeing them back in Kinsale and like wow what what growth what uh experience they gained to really like kill it live they were uh they were great that night and I expect them to be no less great uh in Limerick and Cork I started out by asking Karen about the academy show that Wyverlingo had played about 10 days before I talked to her it's about uh two weeks ago now 18 days <laughs> if you're if you were there you were there you know but it was their biggest headliner show that they had done to date they had a uh, leash and onion cowl on support and it felt like a really big celebration for wyvern lingo it felt like you know it all kind of culminated it's all culminated with this show and uh yeah it sounded like it was a really great success so i started out by asking karen how it was for her it was so amazing, and I know it sounds like such a cliche, but honestly, we because there was no release or anything like our our biggest big our biggest gig before that had been our album launch, and we were you know before our album launch there was a lot of hype and a lot of pressure, and we were we were so excited and so nervous, and um, 
this gig kind of just crept up on us. Um, we were so excited because we've been gigging, you know, we've been we've been gigging nonstop since February, um, and we just did some shows in Germany. And we were feeling really confident and we were really excited about the set and about the whole production. And bizarrely, we just none of us were nervous. We were just so excited, and um, and then the crowd, we just were not expecting this at all. But like, I think we just had taken for granted that that fans had had like six months with the album. So people knew it, you know, whereas in February it was all brand new um, and people were just like screaming along everywhere, like every riff, everything. <laughs> it was just insane. <laughs> we were just so, so like overwhelmed. It was amazing. It, it must be like really nice vindication, I guess, of what you've been doing to have something like that, to have fans like screaming back the lyrics. That must have seemed like uh, unfathomable like a couple of years ago, I guess. Like completely, completely, and even to just to that, like we just never had that big a room full of people doing it. It's just, it's just incredible, and everyone was just like pumped. All the crowd were just in such good form, and like even our support slots, um, our support acts, um, Leisha and Anya were both like, "Oh my god, that crowd is electric!" Like, and um, we were like, "Oh jeez, we could hear them screaming!" Like, so um, when we came out, we just. It was just amazing. It it just felt like I knew everybody in the room. It was it was a really bizarre and really cool feeling. And hopefully, the first of many gigs like that. You know, it was just it felt really um, monumental for us um, in our career, and which is great because I just wasn't expecting it at all. I wasn't expecting um, such a feeling from us. It was amazing. You mentioned kind of being confident going into the show after playing um, in Germany. Is is that? just something that you do get from playing live like this confidence when you're going out on stage like knowing that I, I know exactly what I'm doing this is going to be a good show hugely yeah um particularly because we well I mean we kind of would do similar sets we would do um depending the gigs we would do certain sets but we actually did a totally new set for the academy and but we were actually still feeling really good about it because we, we just we just played the whole summer um and we had tried and tested different ways of doing it, and and we got, we had just done um, gigs that you know weren't full of people that know the album. Um, and I don't know. We just had this weird. I think I think we were like maybe slightly better rested as well <laughs> in the sense that we had about a week between. Um, or was that right? About a week. Okay, no, we had a couple of days. We had like a, a five days between the German gigs and the Academy. So that's like a nice little break, you know, it's not one like consecutive gig. So we were kind of had a bit more time to sort of get ourselves prepared. And we just, yeah, I don't know, we just felt really confident. We just, yeah, I think it might've just been the the constant, the constant gigging since then. And just um, sort of finally feeling like we, we know uh, exactly what, exactly what we're about. This is the easiest way to put it. As a singer who's um, currently a little bit under the weather, uh, is oh, is something like uh, a five day break kind of almost something that you want to have before every gig? Like, are you always kind of worried about like playing a string of shows together and like, oh, is my voice actually going to hold up? Yeah, like it's like it is definitely a concern, and obviously touring is like really bad for your health, so. Um, it's hard to stay healthy. Um, I, I personally I just have been really unlucky this year. And at the end of our kind of March, April tour, 
um, I got a real bad dose, really bad dose, and I had this exact cough again. And and I really like people were the crowds were so nice, but I was literally coughing between songs, and I hate that. I really like oddly enough, my voice never really goes, um, which I'm really lucky. I'm really lucky; it just doesn't like I can still sing, but I might just be coughing either side of all the notes <laughs> with this thing. Uh, but it's more like general health like I, 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 two weeks ago I don't know sorry three weeks ago I had um, a trachea virus thing which was really bad and my, my, my throat was actually completely sore so there was just no option no way to sing at all which was rare for me but quite quite um, quite serious so luckily we um, we were able to reschedule gigs and stuff um, but, but it was really um, it was quite painful so yeah it's something I worry about a lot and I, I do try to stay healthy but I don't know everyone seems to have this day at the moment so what can you do <laughs> are you are you the unluckiest one in the band or the are the other guys like I'm fine all the time well actually yeah, it's funny you say that because I had this thing three weeks ago and I've whatever I've gotten something new now but Quiva then got sick last week um, and then I got sick right after her and there's Saoirse texted us yesterday and said sorry lads my throat's in bits and I'm coughing loads so we <laughs> all got us um Generally, though, oh, I don't know, it swings around about. Um, I think this year I've been particularly lucky. I think my immune system's just taken a bashing. Um, so I've been trying over the summer, I was trying to really just try to reverse that. Um, and unfortunately, I haven't been so lucky this, <laughs> this autumn, which is frustrating, but that's something serious. It's just that when you're li- like every doctor I see is like, well, your lifestyle's mad, of course you're sick. <laughs> you know, the way. So um, it's 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 all about just just trying to click into a bit of a routine when you're not touring, um, which is tough. Is is it just the actual touring itself, like the physically traveling around and like being in a car all the time or being in a plane or whatever? Is that the main thing with touring, or is it the actual like what you're eating, what you're drinking, and stuff? It's all of it. Like it is all of it. I mean, we try. We've drank the hard way. <laughs> um, we we try to be really healthy. We try and be as healthy as possible on tour because it's just so difficult when you're not. Like roadside food stuff is just not good uh, for anyone. So we do try and, as much as possible, um, scheduling good meals when we can. Uh, but that's just not always possible when you're driving long distances. And yeah, like air conditioning is the biggest kind of enemy of Wyvernango. Um, you know, it's like, I know it sounds terrible, but like planes. Um, the ferry, the van, everything. If you if you're a little bit sick, that's just gonna get so much worse. Um, and just late nights, late nights, everything. Yeah, drinking. Yeah, all of it. It all contributes. Um, so we do have to be really mindful that uh, touring is a lot of fun, but you probably will get sick at some point. Well, I, I guess that this isn't a health podcast, so we probably um, should talk more, I know, more about the music. know, far too much time we've spent <laughs> on our cups, um, You said earlier you kind of, there was like a little bit of pressure before the debut album was released. Like, mm. I mean, was it just the pressure that you were putting on yourselves or did you feel like, geez, this album has to do good? Yeah, like I, we have high standards. We, we're pretty, we, <laughs> we're ambitious. Um, and we definitely we're wanting this album to have its best footing and we just knew you got one chance at a release, you know, and everything. Like the way the industry is now, um, it's so important to get that kind of, um, to get that 
good first impression to get that good first slash. Um, so coming up to the album, we were also just incredibly busy. We had a, we were doing loads of um, different promo stuff, like we did a secret gig in Bray the night before. Um, the album launch, which was amazing, but also you know means you're not not asleep till like three o'clock in the morning, and then you're up again for radio, you know. So it was just a really intense time. Obviously, we were delighted. We were because you know we were making sure that our name and that the album release was everywhere, and and that's what's important. Um. But we were just we were just kind of running on adrenaline, and yeah, we we just wanted it to be amazing. We wanted everyone to love it as much as we did, and that is a lot of pressure. You know, you put so much work into something, and our that album had been essentially three years in the making, well, three years coming, uh, a year actually in the making. But but you know, we we just wanted it to be amazing. So yeah, the pressure was on definitely. I would say mostly from ourselves. It it did kind of feel like it was a long time coming. Like, did you had you come close to releasing an album and then kind of like retreating a little bit and being like, no, 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 we can we can do better than this. Yeah, actually, we did. Um, maybe not so much album length, but we definitely did a few selections of recordings. Are well, actually the winner of EP we intended on it being an album, which is hilarious when I think of it now. Um, but we are like kind of intent on making an album and then we just got good advice and people were like why not just you know focus on 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 four or five songs and and just put it into the world and see what happens and they were so right so uh we took that advice and um and then after that ep we before we got signed we were in we were trying to kind of record again and testing with things and our setup had changed loads even in that couple of months um, and we were kind of testing and trying. Never, we never really jumped to the album thing again. We knew we'd have to kind of take our time with it. Um, but uh, it was always in the back of our heads, like we were, you know, always building up towards it. And and when did RubyWorks uh, come on board? RubyWorks came on board. It's actually mad. It's about three years ago. So we released it in as the that September. October, maybe. Um, and my dog died the same day. I didn't have a night before. I was, oh, I was absolutely in, like sobbing, sobbing that morning. But anyway, sure luck. Sure luck. One thing goes, another. The end. Um, but totally not the point. I'm sorry. This is what you get when you call me in the morning. <laughs> So reverse came on board the the kind of spring after that. So we spent that kind of few months like gigging and getting new songs together, and then they were kind of interested, and we were just sort of just in talks for a few months. Yeah, it was, like I have to say, they've just been amazing since that time. They were really always kind of gave us a lot of freedom to grow and didn't pressure us to release anything soon at all. So they kind of gave us the time that we needed to really figure out what our sound was and work with different people and and gig the songs and figure them out and, and we're really grateful to them for that because you see so many acts who sign and then get something out really quickly and, and then it doesn't maybe have the sort of authority it should do you know what I mean? um, so we kind of needed that we needed that time to let it stew and figure out what we're about before we um, before we actually recorded the album 
did they have any like advice or tips like or say you know oh these these songs are working you know maybe kind of develop them or kind of develop that sound throughout like an album length uh list of songs yeah like the way it works is that we would just pile them we would send them demos all the time and um we would then we would kind of sit down together and 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 chat about what we feel like should be on the album um, and try to be objective as, po- as objective as possible. So they would kind of, obviously everyone has favourites, you know, everyone has, they would gravitate towards certain songs. But I think what we what we ended up with was the best selection of what we had. Um, and there's songs that didn't make it on the album that we're still going to put somewhere. Um, they just weren't right for this one. Um, but yeah, the label would be great in that sense. They would, they would suggest and have opinions, but... Um, it's very much, and they've always stated this from the beginning, it's very much a joint venture and they just want the best release and we just want the best release and we just have to kind of work together on it, which is, you know, which is a good part of it because they, they've given so much thought and time into it and it's really, it really boosts your confidence to know that there's a team of people who know what it's out and care for about it as much as you do and, and, um, and will tear their hair out over it. <laughs> which indeed they have (laughs) and like talking about you know you're ambitious for the album it seems like uh those ambitions kind of paid off like a number one album that's pretty that's a pretty nice uh notch i'm staring at my disc right now (laughs) it's in front of me um yes if we were so so blown away by the response like we really because you know we're we're not like a mainstream band we're in ireland ireland has sort of you could say limited space um, in the mainstream and on the radio, um, and like I would, you know, I know not every incredible act here gets the kind of exposure that they should, um, in my opinion. Um, but we were incredibly lucky that, like, we were getting played on most of the radio stations, and it, it just was resonating with people, and we were so thrown away with us. Uh like to get those awards, like we just weren't expecting it at all. Um like it went to number one on iTunes um on the day and it's just like people seem to kind of just sit up and go, Yeah, we're gonna pre order it to help you get in the charts. Like they're just it just was like a really nice kind of DIY um feel to it and, and our fans were just incredible and roping in new fans and yeah, it just it just went so well. And then we got some really nice mentions with the Irish Times and Hot Press um just there in the summer about it being one of the their top 10 albums of the year so that's just a huge a huge compliment and like this has been a great year for albums so we know that it's you know we know it's it's uh it's, we're just really flattered by the by the response and we're excited we're kind of motivated now just to just to put something new out yeah um is is that what the plan is uh like working mm. working on new material like planning the next stuff exactly we're um we're demoing away and um, being sick is good so that you can just curl up at home and wait. So yeah, we're demoing away and um, hoping to release new music um, in the not too distant future. Because we're just really, I said, the way um, the girls have put it before is that the first album was such a a labour of love and it, it took us a while to figure it all out and now that that's out of the way, I know that sounds terrible, but now that that's kind of left us and um, our heads are a lot clearer about how we want to sound and like the writing sessions that we've had um, so far have just been really easy, like really, really easy. And we know 
we kind of all have this idea of the sound in our head and it's it's making loads of sense and, and where we may have been precious before in the sense that, oh, it's the first album, I really want this song to be the first album. We just don't have those expectations at all anymore and, and this is feeling like a much freer um, record or whatever it's going to be. Uh, feels a lot more kind of in the moment, which we're really just really excited about. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun time. It's a great time writing songs and then also you can tear your hair out again over arrangements and stuff but it's just really exciting it's we just love it it's, it's where it's where kind of the, the synergy of the three of us is that it's kind of um most powerful i suppose it is the way that you write kind of like three separately and then kind of coming together sharing ideas and see bouncing ideas off each other yeah exactly it is it is like that and we kind of we're just again now that we're a bit we're a bit free about it we've been kind of messing around like we had a funny situation a couple of weeks ago where Quiva was like, oh, I've got this, I've got this guitar chord progression, and I haven't really got lyrics for it. So if you've got anything, you know, try it out. Um, and she started playing it, and I was like, this is really weird. I sat down the other day and wrote these, wrote this melody over this bass line, and it all like totally fit together, like same key and everything. So weird. It was so so strange. So we were kind of, and that's really really fun as well. Kind of having something where, where you're following a kind of harmony or a progression that you that that you didn't write it kind of sometimes creates something kind of more collaborative and it's really fun and it's actually how we started writing when we were kids was that like Saoirse would have a guitar riff and we'd sing over it or vice versa so um so that's kind of a really nice really spontaneous kind of way to write which which is also really fun so we have that luxury now where we can try different methods and we can do it different ways and we're less I think we're less precious about about parts of songs and we're, we're able to kind of fully commit to collaboration a bit more I think. I, I think what's really interesting about Wyvern Lingo is though is the way that like y- you do kind of uh, keep people coming back to the album in that like you know there's you do lots of sessions you do acoustic versions and alternative versions of the songs and also you've got the Lingo Land podcast as well where you kind of talk about songs on the album it's like it's a smart thing to do kind of like showing people like this whole world of Wyvern Lingo. Yeah, that's exactly what our album was about. Was that, you know, welcome to Lingoland. Like <laughs> we nearly called it Lingoland. I think we might call it next Lingoland because it's just like that's that's the best way we can explain it. Like you just have to be in it. You have to, you have to feel it, the world to the way that we see it and and experience that and kind of it's all really layered. Like everything that we've done, I don't think I don't think it's that, or maybe I'm totally. Um, seeing it wrong but I, I don't think that it's all that obvious from the first listen um, and I think when you do go back you kind of uncover stuff that maybe you didn't realise before um, with different songs and and that's why we like doing it in different ways because it gives it gives a song a new lease of life not just for the fans but for us as well and like it's just really fun to do different arrangements and stuff and and like hear lyrics in different ways than before so the Lingoland thing is is about that it's about kind of giving giving people a, a real snapshot into how we work and the podcast is really fun because it kind of it gives us um it gives us our own control over our own story and how everything works and you know us we love talking so <laughs> it's easy but it's also fun to have that narrative control as well over what we've done and and kind of I think we can get more honesty out of each other than 
we possibly could in, in, in an interview, you know. Are the new songs kind of continuing what he found on the debut album? It's kind of like, I mean, it did seem like he had those harmonies before, but it seems like really pushed up uh, on the debut album. Like it's a big pop record full of these harmonies that really, really stand out. I think that that's probably the thing that people talk about most about that album. Are you kind of like, well, let's let's take this on to the next stage now? Yeah, that's it's interesting. Like, it's so funny, like the harmonies for us, are always the least, not that they're the least effort, but I don't know, like, I'm trying to even think of when we worked a lot of them out. Like, we would sweat over arrangements, like like instrumental arrangements, um, more than we would vocal arrangements. Like, the vocal arrangements just seem to come quite naturally for most of the songs. Now we would try out different things, sure. Um, but I, like, I, it's so funny, I don't even think that was intentional in the way that it might have come across. But uh, yeah, I think we're always going to sing like that. Um, we might use it differently. You know, a lot of the time it as well depends on what we're listening to. Like a lot of the time we will be totally by osmosis influenced by what we're listening to and use harmony in a different way if we can. Um, yeah, I try to even think. I, I, I guess it just comes naturally to us like, we feel there has to be a certain vocal sound um, on the on the tracks, and we just we throw them in. Um, obviously, we we work hard to make them sound good, but I don't think we intentionally sat down with it as a whole and matched the kind of the, how the harmonies would go throughout. Is, does that disappoint you? Does it? <laughs> I just didn't really think of it that way before. Um, yeah, the harmonies just kind of come out, like you know, in the in, in the writing process. It just feels obvious of where they should be most of the time. And and so it seems like you've only got two shows left this year in Limerick and Cork. Is it is this the the farewell of the album tour? It, yeah, I think it is. Um, yeah, I think it is for the moment anyway. Um, yeah, I think we need we're putting our heads down now to get to, to get some new stuff out um, and. We've had some incredible shows all over the country and outside of the country as well with this with this album. And I mean, we're obviously going to keep playing tracks of it going forward, but we, we definitely need a bit of time to kind of plan our next move. And um, Lingoland understands. Um, but we get like Limerick and Cork are like our, our favourite places outside Dublin to play. Like they're just, there's some serious good music crack down in Cork and in Limerick. So, um, we're really excited, and it's actually Donald's Warehouse we're playing for the first time, so we can't wait because it's such a nice venue. And then St. Luke's. Are you based in Cork? Yeah, yeah. I was at the St. Luke's show the last time you played about six months ago. I think it yeah. was on the on the album release schedule. I was like, I've seen you a good few times over the years, and I was like, I was blown away by like, whoa, they're like a big stage act now. Yeah, like we've really had a lot of fun with the live show and. Yeah, I can't think it's just that it's just a confidence. Well, if if you thought that in whenever we played in April, um, I think you're gonna like it a lot more. Um, <laughs> at the end of the month, because we just feel like we're in our stride with it a lot, and we're kind of loving, just loving being on stage, and loving every moment of us, and um, just loving playing these songs. So, and you're making me sad now that we're not playing gigs for a while, because <laughs> that's kind of our our payoff. Like is. Is the live thing. We love going out. We love meeting people. We love meeting 
fans and particularly my little court because you know what the court crowd's like like they're really in it and like we we know a lot of the court fans to see and chat to and I know your voice so I need to put a face to a name here because uh, I know we've chatted a lot of times before um but it's just kind of the the fun part for us is the touring touring and gigging but I think as far as live show standard goes we just we're feeling really good about it at the moment and so I'm really 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 excited um for Cork and Limerick and they're just like they're just such great venues as well so um there's a massive pleasure to play like that actually that St Luke's gig I was coughing do you remember that uh, I I was thinking that yeah you kind of reminded me like oh yeah she was she was coughing a little bit uh, off she had to go off mic. I was raging I was so annoyed at myself I just really oh I was really annoyed at this so I will not be coughing this time. But the thing is though is that like people people will you on in that respect as well they're like come on you can do it I know you can do it so sweet they're so sweet I I was just really annoyed because it was just this this shitty little cough that sounds really fake I think. Um, and it's, it was just kind of exasperated by the dry ice and all that kind of stuff. But oh, I was really annoyed with that. So I'm going to make it up. I'm going to make it up to Cork fans and not be sick this time. So I'm getting it out of my system. And then you're going to be taking off a couple of months writing the songs, writing yeah. writing new music. Like, do you have a like? Are you like right? We're getting new stuff out in 2019, or are you like not looking that specifically ahead? I suppose we have ambitions. But I don't know how realistic they are, so I'm not going to say anything. Um, we'd like to get them out soon, but it's very hard to know. Um, these things always take a lot longer than you want them to. So, yeah, it's up to us to kind of keep keep on the hamster wheel at the moment, and uh, and hopefully it'll be sooner than we think. <laughs> but I can't say because this is always a bad idea. Yes, we're looking looking towards 2019 definitely.